Servus and welcome to another episode of the Pro Hockey Pod, episode nine this week. Um, first of all, just going to say some of you watching on YouTube, you might notice I have a different background this week. That is because I am in Canada for this month, uh, returned home last week, uh, season's over in Germany, back home visiting some family and uh, friends and stuff like that. This week, uh, we're very happy to have on uh, a friend of mine who I got to learn a lot about, learn how to work with. He taught me a lot in the coaching world uh, when we worked together in Krimichau. Uh, this guy has played in, in top leagues in Europe, has coached in top leagues in Europe, and I think is one of the, the greater hockey minds in the game. Welcome to the podcast, Marion Bazzani. Hello, everybody. Thanks for having me. Perfect. So normally what I do to start off, we kind of just go back to the back to the roots, you know, so you are actually Slo- Slovakian, born in Bratislava. Is that where you kind of grew up and started like learning to play the game of hockey? Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm born and raised in Bratislava. Actually, it was uh, at the time when I when I was born, it was uh, Czechoslovakia at the time. And uh, um, yeah, um, I started playing hockey um, when I was probably five, as far as I remember. Um, yeah, I, I remember actually I, I went with my dad uh yeah, to public skating, you know, and uh and uh when we were done afterwards there there are little kids, you know, uh, skating around having actually pra- practice. I didn't know what they're doing. I uh, just told my dad I I wanna go and, and 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 try it, you know, try it out and uh yeah, that's how it all started. You know, like and that's how I got uh um you know, my first skates uh, and uh I went. Uh, I went on the ice with the uh, with the little kids at the time, at, at the age when I was five, around five, and uh, yeah. And then uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, the first couple of years, uh, you know, it was a yeah, it was it, it was way different, you know, like uh, when I when I started playing hockey or start practicing with, as, as as a young boy, and uh, you know, compared to to, to nowadays, that's uh, like a day and night, right? Like we we used to practice. Uh, I remember in the beginning, uh, um, after after my first year, uh, I went to school. So we we had practices before the school, and and the school started at eight o'clock in the morning, right? So it was way too early, but we wanted to do it, right? Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I think a lot of even in Canada, it's it's a lot of times like that when you're first learning to play. It was always, you know, go early before school because that's normally when you can rent the ice because other other minor hockey associations or whatever that have rep going, they need the ice after, after school. And that was one of my questions was how was it in the minor hockey in, in Czechoslovakia back then? Was it kind of similar how it is now in Europe where you had like, you know, U9, U11 teams, or was it structured differently? No, like uh, structure wise, it was the same, you know, like you, you, you would go like by, by the age, you know, like from, from, from early on. And then, um, you know, the only difference was uh, when he got, uh, I believe, in the age of uh, maybe 13, 14. Um, that team at the time was like three years. Um, you know, you, you spend there uh, for three years together and then move to the, at the time, I, I think it was called junior juniors. And uh, you, you spent four years, you know, like that was the last one before, before you turned uh, or before you went uh to play pro hockey right so so now now it's a little bit different but uh you know at, at, at a young age it was the same and uh 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was fortunate in my career to, uh, to win for different, um, yeah, so-called systems, right? Like, like the, the, the hockey in, in, in former Czechoslovakia or in the beginning in Slovakia was uh, influenced by, you know, um, by, uh, I mean, there are different, different hockey, hockey schools, right? Like, or hockey ways, you know, like, uh, but that former Czechoslovakian hockey was influenced by, uh, by a Russian big time, you know, so, and, and I mean, at a time, um, you know, it was still, still the, 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 the Eastern part of uh, Europe, you know, when, uh, we didn't get a lot of touch with uh, with the Western part, you know. So it was mm. all influenced by more more or less by uh, by uh, by Russian thinking and uh, and also also you know like the the way how we practice, you know. And and it, it wasn't in, in on only hockey or, or or sport generally. It was the whole society, you know. It was everything was strict, you know. Everything was controlled, you know. So um, yeah, that was the time when I when I grew up, and then when I when I turned. Uh, 14 15 when i was turning 14 15 um then uh, obviously the the wall fall down you know and everything was open and uh yeah, yeah I, I got in touch with uh or could could see uh more more of uh, different different ways of hockey or uh you know the the approaches how uh how the hockey was uh taught um in different different countries yeah and another thing I was curious about, you know, especially these days, you know, there's for, you know, the CHL back in Canada. So the OHL, QMJHL, WHL, there's always a, an import draft. Um, I know back then, you know, a couple of guys were coming over, but how was it in, in Czechoslovakia or Sl- Slovakia? Like, was there a lot of guys like that kind of knew about the league over there in terms of junior and wanted to go there? Were a lot of guys going over or was it more, hey, stay in stay in our own country and, and start to work our way up in, in pro that way once we became of age? Well, um, I mean, when I was really young, um, like, um, it, it was so different, right? It was, it was so different. Like we, we knew there is an NHL, right? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, obviously the best league in, in, in the world. And, uh, but there are so less informations, you know, like getting, getting over, you know, and trickling through and, uh, you know, and um, it it's starting it, or it started, uh, um, you know, getting better. Um, I would say it was like mid mid eighties. You know, there was a world championship in Prague. Um, um, you know, Canada. I remember Canada came with the Iserman, Lemieux. You know, they played there, and and right after. Um, you know, a um, couple guys, Yiji Herdina went to Calgary. You know, he won a cup with them. Um, you know, and there was the time, 85, 87, 89. Then they came to Czechoslovakia to play uh, a couple, couple exhibition games, Calgary Flames, you know. So things went, went got a little bit more open than, uh, you know, when the, all, all the informations are, um, or were, uh, um, more served, you know. And, uh, so at the time I was 10, right? So I was, I was really young and, uh, um, by the time I got uh, uh, got to the juniors, like uh, yeah, there are already a couple of players. They uh, they they even went overseas. I remember, like from from my age, you know, and uh, so uh, yeah, it uh, it kind of like it was it was a process, right? Like uh, at the time when I was growing up, um, you know, like uh, 
it, like like everything, right? Like the whole society, you know, like you can get open and uh, obviously it was, it was easier to get the information or even travel, you know, and so that's how it, how it went at the time. Yeah, no, it, it just always has interests me because like a lot of guests I've had on this podcast, you know, we're always debating on, you know, going the, the major junior routes to OHL and all that or going NCAA. And in your instance, I would believe that not many guys were very... Uh, uh, had information on NCAA, so maybe you know some of them were going like like you said to the the OHL or something like that at, at a young junior age because it allowed them to play in a league that at the time, especially in Canada, North America, was being you know presented as hey if you play in this league it gives you the best chance to go to the the NHL because there's so many scouts following it all the time everyone's drafted from there. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, they're so. Uh... And and even nowadays, uh, you know, um, there are so many so so many different routes, you know, how to how to get uh, how to get in the NHL, right? Like like early on, uh, it was it was uh, I would say only you know there was only one or two ways. And if you're if you're um, you know if you're left uh, on the on the road somewhere, then nobody would pick you up, right? But now nowadays, uh, you know, you see. Um, even even more when even the drafted players, you know, they come back to their own clubs or, or, or countries, you know, leagues to to stay in there to develop, you know, one or two years, you know. So the I think the approach and 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 the mind uh, uh, change a lot, you know. No, for sure. Um, and then obviously in your case, you know, you ended up starting your professional career at a at a very young age. I believe you're around. 19, 20 years old. Like, how was that jump for you? You know, at that young age, you'd obviously been working your way up in minor hockey, playing juniors, and then you made that jump to pro hockey. Like, how was that for you at that age? Well, that, that, once again, there was a, a different sport, first of all, right? Um, and uh, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I have to go back, you know, like, uh, at the time when I, I signed my first contract, my pro contract was uh, I was I believe nineteen, yeah, nineteen, and uh, you know um, my first year I I was just happy to be in there, right? Like you know, like uh, you know, all the players like uh, you know, lots of respect, right? Like uh, they wouldn't even talk to you, you know, like. But uh, at the same time, um, if they recognize or realize that you're doing you're doing your job, you know they they uh, they let you know that you know you're on the on the right path. And uh, I remember the first uh, training camp. You know we would uh, we, it was we started like end of July. Obviously the the, the seasons in uh, Europe, uh, as you know, they're starting uh, earlier than than the NHL. We have always uh, training camps. We had like six weeks of training camp, and uh, I remember the first week I spent the whole the whole day or the whole days on uh, at the rink, right? Because we had a you know twice twice practices on the ice. So in the morning, um, you know, we got in there, whatever warm up uh, at the gym or whatever off ice before, and then after the practice, we were like three four young players. We would stay at the rink, just carry all the equipment out of the locker room, you know, uh, let it dry outside, you know, in the sun. And then by the time when the ne next practice was, we, we would just carry it in, you know, in the, in, in the locker room and then just uh, practice, you know. So the, I remember there was a, uh, yeah, there, but at the same time, there was this good, good school, you know, like for the, for the, um, for the future for me. 
Yeah. No, I'm sure it definitely, you know, taught you a lot. And as you said, when you first went there, you were just, you know, happy to be there, happy to have taken that, that next step. Um, obviously you, you ended up playing in, in Slovakia for, for a couple of years there, and then you decided to transition to, to Germany. I'm just curious, like, what was your decision behind going to, going to Germany at the time? Well, um, I have to go a little bit back. Um, um, I have to go a little bit back. Um, you know, when I, when, when I started actually the, the, the pro career, my first year, um, like I said, I was 19. I, uh, um, you know, I had a kind of like a good start, you know, like as a young player, um, you know, and I supposed to go, um, to the world, uh, to the, um, under twenties, the world championship, um, you know, and I dislocated my shoulder first time, you know, um, and I just kept playing, you know, that year I didn't go for the, for, for the under twenties. And then, uh, um, you know, I, I, I finished the first year, um, I went for a surgery on my shoulder. Um, it took almost three months when I got, uh, you know, um, recovered. So the, the, uh, you know, the next season was already, uh, um, starting, you know, uh, in November, next shoulder you know the other shoulder dislocated right away surgery so i kind of like the the first two three years um you know i was i was struggling with it with, with the surgeries you know and with the with the injuries you know and recovering and coming back you know and and uh it wasn't at a time it wasn't easy um you know um, to to crack the lineup or you know to stay on a team you know so i was um you know at a time I was uh, I was uh, with the farm team, you know, going back and forth, you know, and then uh, um, I remember I uh, I actually wanted wanted to stop playing hockey, right? I wanted to study like psychology, you know, like I was so into it, and uh, um, you know, um, I, 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 and and then I, I was learning like for four or starting four or five months, you know, to get ready for the test, you know, and. I remember the day when I uh, when I was supposed to go for the for for the test, and um, I just stayed I just stayed in bed, right? I didn't I didn't go, and I I, I cannot tell you why. Till nowadays, I don't know. I, I just buckled down. I I don't know why. I, I don't have any explanation for that. And you know, and after that, um, um, I uh, um, I was like, either I I I'm gonna do something something else, or um, I need a I needed like a new start, you know, and I, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to some players from our team and, um, one of them had a really good, uh, connection to Germany, you know, so, and he was, he was uh, already in Germany before he used to play, uh, in Germany before and told me, yeah, well, why didn't you try, uh, you know, to go to Germany? And, and that, that's how I end up, uh, you know, in Germany and, uh, yeah, uh, starting uh, in a in a third league, like uh, you know, it was a, it was actually surprised um, by by the level in there, you know, and yeah, and uh, from uh, from there on, you know, I, I worked my way up, and uh, yeah, I had then my uh, more or less my career then in Germany, right? And you obviously, uh, you know, you are yourself a German a German citizen. You have a German passport. Is that something that? you kind of attained the long way or had you always had that in your, in your back pocket through maybe family or, or something that allowed you to, cause obviously, you know, in Germany, there's rules on imports. You can only have so many per team, depending on the league, it's higher or lower. 
Yeah, no, I mean, that uh, that wasn't planned. You know, it wasn't planned that I'm going to stay, uh, you know, like uh, for, well, not, now it's a half of my life in uh, in, in Germany, right? Um, no, it just it just came, you know, how, how it came, you know, like it's, uh, it, it kind of like develops, you know, and then uh, I, I really liked, uh, you know, um, the, the way of living in here, you know, uh, the um the hockey in here you know um i was really thankful uh you know that i uh, i got a chance uh to play in there and uh you know um, and to develop my uh my game and uh yeah i mean uh, it was it was a long way but uh you know no regrets and uh yeah I, I settled down in here i have a family you know two two young boys you know and, and life is good yeah i mean Passports are are basically like uh, gold, as a lot of people would say, um, especially especially German ones. But I wanted one thing I had I had a question about is, you know, after you came to Germany, you made us a quick stop in France, then you came back. You ended up spending three years in in Regensburg in the in the second league, and I'm very curious. You know, at this time, you're you know around the age of 26, 27 years old. Did you feel something? different happening in your game you know you were kind of maturing getting that experience maybe you were training differently because you had three really good years in Regensburg and then eventually that led to you going to the DL at the age of 30 which you know normally you know that's not really a, a, a an occurrence that happens you know so much where someone at that age gets their first crack in the DL yeah no I mean it was maybe um you know, um, I, I I don't really have an explanation for that. I just uh, I just you know think like thinking way back is uh, you know um, maybe uh, because of what happened when I was like you know young like twenty twenty one with my shoulders you know when, when I kind of lost uh, whatever three years and uh, you know was kind of like on on the, on the edge if I uh, if I want to keep playing hockey or not. You know, and, and then I decided to go to Germany, which was like kind of like a like a restart for me, you know, and um, I, I always wanted to play hockey, you know, professionally, you know, and maybe maybe that was like a kind of like a another booster for me, you know, in a new country, you know, like uh, just to, um, you know, like uh, prove myself, you know, and also in like new society, you know, like always 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 uh you know like prove yourself right like nothing take uh, for for granted you know and uh, i think that was kind of like uh, um maybe the the breaking point for me too and uh in the regions where we had a really really good team um you know uh, with the with a really good uh, there was a really good organization at the time uh, nice city you know and then uh, you know uh, it's it's like it, it's like in whole life, you know. Like you, you never know how uh, how it how it turns out in the end. You know, you just need to be ready for it. You need to you need to work work hard for it and uh, and be ready for it. And and there's uh, there are no guarantees, right? That it uh, you know you need to be a little bit uh, lucky, you know, um, once a while. And uh, but if you if you don't uh, don't work hard for it, then uh, then the chances are probably less that uh, that you're gonna make it or you know you're gonna you're gonna get the chance you know at some point i've always believed that hard work pays off uh 
good things happen to good people. And I've talked to this with a lot of the guests I've had on. And what you said is 100% correct that if you continue, you know, working hard, believing in yourself, you know, you will get a chance. And eventually when you get that chance, you just have to be able to, to make the most of it. And obviously you did, as I said, after those three years in Regensburg. And for me, I think the first year is kind of cool to talk about because you make the jump to the DEL and then also you get a chance to play on the national team. Like we've talked about this before, like, you know, by ourselves, but can you just explain how that experience was and how it kind of came, came to vote? Yeah, no, I mean, I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I was 29 or turning 30. Actually, I was already 30 uh, when I came to Dusseldorf um, to the highest league uh, in Germany, uh, to play in the highest league in Germany. And uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I still, I still remember the first, first couple of days. I was, uh, I was really like, not nervous, but excited, you know, like just to go on the ice, you know, and, uh, and, and, and to get the chance. And, uh, yeah, we had a we had a really really good group of guys, you know, like um, uh, Donnie Jackson. Donnie was uh, was our coach. He came. He was his first uh, head coach uh, job in, in in Germany at the time. And uh, I remember like uh, like the beginning of the, the training camp, you know, and I was uh, I was like the I was taking it so serious, like the, like I was telling myself, there's no way that I'm not making a team, you know, like uh, like there was no. Uh, no other way and uh yeah um i mean yeah, uh, yeah i was i was 30 at the time when i started my career with 19 i uh, i played with one defenseman experienced guy he was i believe 30 31 at the time and at that time it was he was already too old right and you know like i mean there was there was 90 94 90 you know 93 94 and uh you know, and within whatever it was, 10, 10 years, 11 years, you know, like the, um, the, the career ending age, um, you know, it's been moved uh, um, way higher than, than it used to be when, when I started playing pro, you know, so no. And then, uh, yeah, I got a, I got a call up for the, for the national team in the, in the first, uh, national team brand in November for the, for the Deutschland cup or the German cup, you know, and uh, that was, that was for me, just the, uh, confirmation that you're, you know, you're on the right path, you're doing the right things. And yeah. And then, um, in, uh, next, next year in 2006, it was the same season, um, their Olympics in Italy, in Torino, you know, and, uh, I was, I was on a team. Um, you know, and uh, then I got cut off. Like I was, I was already a, a week in in Torino, you know. And then, uh, you know, obviously, uh, um, Germany had a time three or four uh, defensemen in the NHL, and everybody, everybody was healthy, you know. Everybody was going to Torino, so I got uh, I got uh, sent home. But it was a it was a really a really good experience, you know, at the time. Not something. Me. Yeah, that's something that you obviously could could carry with you. And I'm curious too the difference, uh, you know, between between the leagues back then. Obviously, now you know uh, we both have been around both leagues, can see the differences. But how was it back then between the DL and the second league? Because I know for a fact, like a lot of teams in the second league were paying you know ridiculous money to try to put two uh, good teams together. I think back then they had the the relegation and promotion at, at some times, but how, how did the, how did the lease compare? Um, well, 
for me, it was actually, I have to say, it was easier to play um, uh, in a DL than it was in DL2. You know, like um, in, in a DL2, it was, it was more uh, wild, you know, at the time. Um, there's some, some teams that play with a structure. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't that fast like like the DL, you know. But uh, kind of like uh, for my game, it was it was uh, easier to play in a DL than uh, than in a DL too. But I have to say also when I look back, and and I'm not talking about the uh, you know the year or the season when uh, when uh, when I started to play in a DL. But I'm, I'm talking maybe 2010, 12, when when I was looking at some highlights from from that time, that looks like a different sports to me, you know, like compared to now. That's for sure. I'm sure. Uh, sure, there was a bit, bit more uh, hooking and stick work back then, and especially today, just like you know, it feels like everybody can can skate. I mean, it's you know a bad skater is almost like a uh, an above average skater you know like it's not it's not like it was back then i'm sure um and back to dusseldorf you guys you know you played eight seasons there it seemed to me just by doing some research you guys had good teams every year maybe your last year you guys you guys weren't so good but you know you had a couple semifinals you made uh finals appearances what was allowing them to have so much success back then? Was it keeping, you know, a lot of the core guys uh, in place and then just making small changes to the puzzle? Or was it coaching staff, money, or a bit of everything? Well, it was, a, yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, we, uh, I remember we had an unbelievable group of guys, you know, like the core of the guys uh, stayed more or less um you know, for, for, for always for a couple of years, you know, and, and, uh, what, what I remember, what I remember, um, um, really good, uh, from, 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 the, from that time was that we, we, uh, we competed really, really, uh, really hard in the practices, you know, like we, uh, you know, when we played games or small area games, you know, like there was, uh, there, there was lots of, lots of competition, you know, um, sometimes we, we would have little, little fights or, you know, like a little shoveling or in, um, you know, in the practices, uh, but it was always fair, you know, because everybody, everybody won, wanted to, to win. And, uh, and of course we had, the, we had a couple of really uh, skilled or talented guys, you know, so it was kind of like a good mix. And, um, you know, Lance Nether, he was a manager for seven years out of eight. I, I played in Dusseldorf. He did a really good job, you know, putting the teams together. Um, I was really pleased to have uh, um, outstanding coaches, you know, um, at the time in Dusseldorf, uh, just to name a couple. Uh, as I mentioned, Donnie, Donnie Jackson, um, you know, um, Slavo Lehner, um, Jeff Tomlinson, you know, uh, Harry Kreis, you know, so um, unbelievable coaches, you know, unbelievable people, um, you know, and uh, yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we we unfortunately couldn't couldn't go all the way. We went twice to the finals, uh, lost twice in in, in in semifinals. Always against uh, Iceberg Berlin. You know, uh, we talked about the uh, uh, the luck. You know, that there was the golden era from from the Iceberg Berlin. Uh, I believe they won like seven championships in nine years at the time. You know, so uh, yeah, um, my first year actually won. Uh, 
I, I don't think the competition is going on anymore. Um, the German Cup that was unbelievable too at the time. You know, like uh, we had the finals at the at the old ring in Dusseldorf. Um, we went in overtime. We beat Mannheim. Uh, yeah, just uh, really good memories. Yeah. I think I honestly saw a picture of that uh, a couple of days ago when Donnie retired. I think somebody posted a picture of that, and I thought I saw you and uh, you and Solsi in there. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think you you said it like that competitiveness. That's uh, you know wanting to get better every day in practice. That's something that I've personally noticed that with uh, coaching today. I don't think everybody you know, feels that that way at times, it's sometimes just going through the motion, or maybe they're not motivated that day. And ultimately, you know, the teams that have success, obviously, you know, more days than not, they're, they're giving it their all, you know, competing. Yeah, sometimes it's going to get heated or emotional, but that's just because everyone has a passion and they're competitive. And yeah. uh, I wanted to ask you before, before we talk about because obviously, uh, you know, you ended up re- retiring at the age of 38, but I want to ask you what, why do you think, or what made that, th- those Berlin teams so successful? Because as you said, they went on a stretch where whatever it was five and seven or seven and 10 years of, of winning championships. Well, I like, like I, uh, in, in my opinion, that one of the one of the best hockey men in, in German in German hockey, you know that's Peter John Lee who who did there is still uh, is still working for the for the Iceman for the organization. I think he's in the board now, but he 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 did unbelievable job. You know, like uh, like actually when when he came he came to Berlin, like um, you know they didn't have lots of success, and uh, he just he just built it up. You know, of course. Uh, you know the the relationship with uh, with the, with the LA Kings. You know, like uh, you know, they have uh, the same owner, Mr. Anschutz. Mm-hmm. You know that um, that helps a lot too. But but you still need to build it up. You know, like uh, you you, build, you need to build up the connection. You need to the relationship. You know, and all all, all the stuff around. And um, yeah, he he had a plan. You know, he uh, he executed well. You know, and uh, I think that was uh, that was the the main uh, reason why they, they had a really strong core of the the German players. You know, the born in '85, um, really good, unbelievable players. You know, and uh, but they they also, um, you know, um, they they did a job with them, right? Like they you know they they they've been recruiting them um, in really uh, early age. And uh, and start working with them when they are I don't know 17, 18, you know, and that that pay uh, that paid off in the end, you know, and of course they had uh, some some really good uh, leadership group in there too, you know, like really good import players, um, unbelievable goalies, you know, always, and uh, um, you know uh, those are all the ingredients you need. Uh, you have when we're talking about the the legacy teams you know like the uh, teams they they've been successful for for for, for a long time right period of time yeah i mean you just basically laid everything out there to how to how to build a successful team and and consistently have a successful franchise um yeah so then the next thing I mean, like obviously you know everybody has a as a 
as a playing career, you know, there's a time when it comes to an end and yours obviously ended at the, the age of 38. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious, was it, you know, you were kind of, the body was maybe falling apart a little bit. Obviously that year, I think you guys had a not very good year. So maybe it wasn't as fun. You were kind of losing the, the, the playing passion or motivation, or was there something ahead in the future in terms of a job that you kind of had in the line? Like what, like what made you uh, decide to retire? Well, um, my uh, my last year in Dusseldorf, um, um, we uh, like before the year we we lost the uh, uh, the big uh, sponsor here, and you know, like the team lost a big sponsor. So um, you know, um, we knew that the team's going to be, uh, or let's put it this way, it's not going to be that competitive in the league. You know, we had lots of young guys. They're still playing in the league, though, you know, but the, at the time they were like 18, 19 years old, you know, and uh, we knew um, the quality is not going to be there, you know. So there, that, that was way different than what, what I experienced, uh, experienced this, the years before, you know. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I was I was 38, as you mentioned, and, uh, um, you know, um, I, I had two injuries that year. Um, you know, I, uh, I had the MCL, I think. Yeah. And then, then, then I broke my hand <clears throat> blocking a shot, you know, and that was actually my last game, you know, it was, it was just a couple of games before, uh, before the end of the regular season. And, uh, um, you know, I, I still had, uh, um, you know, some offers, uh, I, I could still keep playing hockey, but, uh, you know, I'm for like inside me uh, you know there was something saying you know then this was it you know like um you know in to end up the career and do sudo i think there was a there was the right decision yeah Looking i think that's back. one of the the hardest things to do as an athlete it doesn't matter if it's uh, hockey or anything it's picking the right time like some guys obviously get to choose some guys don't because of injuries or or other reasons but you know and someone like yourself, like I've, I've talked to multiple people, like they said, you were always, you know, one of the fittest people you took, you know, your training really seriously. And that got me thinking to like, how did you become kind of like a student of that? So learning how to train, learning how to eat to where every year you knew how to get yourself, uh, you know, in shape for, for the season. Yeah, that's, uh, that's another good question because uh, I think it was it was the whole experience I I went through as I mentioned you know um, you know grow grow up in uh, in a different system you know like uh, um, you know uh, the the training at the time was uh, way different you know like we uh, we used to we used to practice in the summers twice a day you know like uh, uh, the, the, we we had a, we had a, just a couple of weeks off you know and uh, and it was really really hard right but. Uh, you know, um, then, then when I went to Germany, I, uh, you know, um, obviously everybody was, uh, by himself, you know, there was like, uh, you know, back in Slovakia, um, we used to practice, uh, all together as a team, even in summer, you know, because we had the contracts, you know, so, uh, you know, it was, it was mandatory and, uh, you know, it was hard. And, um, uh, then, then, then I went, uh, uh, when I went to Germany, you know, I was more or less by myself, you know, so I had to, I had to find a way, uh, you know, how to, how to be in shape. And, uh, I, I, I tried different stuff, obviously, uh, lots of like NHL off season programs, you know, and, uh, and then also like, uh, talking to different experts, you know, and, 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 and having my own uh, uh off-season plan and then 
I was really fortunate. Fortunate. I uh, um, I went to to uh, to LA um, to uh, to have my um, last few weeks of the off season weeks before we started the the, the training camp in Dusseldorf here. Um, uh, and to 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 spend time with uh, with uh, at that at that time it was called uh, athletes performance. Now now it's exos right, and that taught me a lot. You know there was a there was a um, like a way different uh, way different approach. You know like and 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 I remember when I when I came back uh, after the first time I went there like four or five times. Um, and, and the first time when I when I got back, it was like it, it was a it was literally a wow effect to my to my body, you know how how I felt. And uh, at the time, I was uh, I was already thirty, you know, and and I was really really happy, uh, you know, to uh, to get a chance, you know, or to to go there and practice, you know, and that kind of like influenced my my my, uh, my next couple of years, and <laughs> even till now, you know, I'm 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 really uh, um strong believer that uh the stuff they do is uh is, is is the right right thing to do i think personally every athlete they learn at their maybe their own pace or at a, at a diff- different ages how to train how to eat etc the ones who can learn it earlier that obviously gives them more of an advantage i think because they're prepared for what comes over the next you know how many years they play pro hockey but I feel, and we've talked about this before, that in Germany, like especially, I think there's that's might it might be a little bit lost on at least the hockey side because there's a lot of kids coming into these minor hockey and you know they're not they don't know how to eat or they don't know how to train and stuff like that. And I w- I, I wish there was a way to to kind of simplify it where you know the minor hockeys could have you know, maybe a dietitian that comes in once every couple months, or they have a strength coach working with guys every day. I'm sure some do, but not everyone, every organization can do that for multiple reasons. But I think like, would you agree when I say the future of hockey and especially the future of European hockey and development that they need to kind of start looking at these kind of things and asking those questions, how can we implicate this into our training systems? Well, I. Like when we talk about the, the the youth, the youth programs um, in Europe, like you have to, um, I think you have to really specify, if, uh, you know, um, uh, about the, about the, which country we talk, you know, like uh, because uh, I, I I I know and or you know, I'm talking to seeing different. I I, I work in Switzerland, you know, I work in Slovakia. Um, actually, I just came back from Sweden, you know, where I got a really good uh, um, view of, you know, of, of the youth, uh, the hockey in Sweden. You know, you have to really uh, specify, um, you know, about which country or even the region you you, you talk about, you know, because I, I believe there are really good uh, programs you know, or organizations uh, in Europe um, where they take care of, uh, of every uh every little detail, you know, that, that's really important, you know, for the, for the hockey player, um, to grow and to, to get better, you know? So, uh, but, uh, yeah, when we talk about Germany, of course, there is a lot of, uh, uh, room for improvement. And also we have, uh, kind of, you know, um, a couple, couple of really good organizations when they, when they pay, uh, pay attention, like I said, to every detail. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I think perfect example, like, as you just said, you were just in Sweden. I'm sure you saw a lot of things there that were great for your learning, kind of eye-opening things that you, you know, maybe could wish could, could come to Germany. Um, you know, and there's a reason every year in the NHL draft, they have how many ever kids getting drafted, whether it's 30, 40, 50 kids every year getting drafted. There's a reason, you know, there's 17, 18 year old kids playing in the top league and producing, you know, and I think that goes back to, the development, their practice uh, habits and teaching at uh, at a young age. Yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. And and I, I have to go back. Um, I have to go back to what I said before, like the you know the competition, right? Like uh, like in Sweden, like uh, they have they have so many kids. You know, there's a competition going on. You know, like it's uh, um, you know, I I think that's the base. You know, like if you have just kids, I mean hockey is such a great sport you know and 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 it, it also has its social um purpose right like uh, you know but at certain age you know it's uh it's about uh you know um to compete and 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 to 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 be or to be to become a pro right and uh, you know um, i i strongly strongly believe uh that the most important thing for for any youth organization is to um you know to develop the culture um you know and and the surrounding when when you when you can um you know have that competition you know at, at certain let's say at 13 starting at 13 14 years old you know when uh and when uh you know the it's like the the, the health the, the healthy environment you know when when it can just grow and um, I, th- I strongly believe that that's the most important thing, um, you know, that you need to have if you, if you want to be a uh, success, uh, you know, in the youth and to bring up, uh, you know, players, uh, either it's for the NHL or for the, for the first team or for the, for the pro hockey, you know, like, uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah, I definitely can, can agree there. Transitioning back to back to your kind of journey now, since we got a little off topic with the minor hockey, but that's okay. After you were done playing, you got to, to go work uh, for the Ice Bear in Berlin, a team that we just talked about with their you know success. You got your foot in the door as a as a conditioning coach, strength coach, I believe, and then you went into the assistant coaching position. I was just curious. Being uh, being working in an organization like that that has such a rich history, especially at that time within the last you know, 10, 12 years, having a really successful championship, uh, pedigree, were you every day, you know, kind of, kind of learning, picking things from the other coaches, uh, you know, practices, stuff like that, that kind of helped you build your coaching formula your coaching recipe that you like strongly believe in and use today? Oh yeah. hundred percent. Hundred percent. Um, I, I mentioned already a couple of times. Um, you know, um, I was, I was really, uh, glad to have uh, that start, uh, in such a great organization, um, as the Iceberg in Berlin is, right? Like, um, in my books, one of the, one of the best organization in, uh, uh, organizations in Europe, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's certainly, uh, the, the Iceberg and then, um, you know, uh, as I mentioned before, Peter John Lee, uh, 
doing unbelievable job in there and uh you know uh it was for me it was like university right like uh, i spent there three and a half years and uh you know it was a uh, it was a really really good experience you know uh working with uh with jeff tomlinson or uh Coop, you know uh it definitely uh um you know influenced my my way um you know um up uh, up to now and uh um no really really good times and you know it's uh i i also believe that you know it's not only um you know like the the certain um, job itself uh as as let's say assistant coach like you need to um in my books you need to lay lay out uh you know a, a, a strong base you know different different things to learn you know like uh, if it's uh, if it's the off ice if it's the conditioning if it's the uh you know the work with the video you know like all all different parts of uh um you know you, you you need to be as a sponge you know like uh um, just just get <laughs> just hammered everything in you <laughs> what you what you can you know on the on the on, on the way you know yeah uh being a sponge i mean i think that's the easiest way to say it and any any good uh coach who obviously started as an assistant coach i believe that's what they would have been doing just kind of soaking everything and taking learning every day, taking little things from this coach, next coach, to, as I said, to create that formula. And in, in kind of in your journey too, as, as I just talked about, so you were lucky to work in, in, in ice in ice band Berlin, and then you went to Krefeld for a year, but then also you went to, to Switzerland and in, in Rappersville. So obviously, you know, Switzerland is, I don't know, probably top three, top five best European leagues, uh, in the world and in in my opinion it's great hockey great way of living how was that experience uh as well for you and your learning yeah no 100 percent um i mean what's really important um uh, to know when you when you go uh you know to uh, to a different country um is to know um that there are the the people are different right the mentality is different you know and uh i, I think that understood that understanding, um, you know, you, you have to take with you, and uh, and uh, you know, and 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 to learn it from the from the beginning on. You know, you, you cannot just come in there. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. You know, you need to you need to that kind of um, yeah adaptation. You know, like because you're yeah, it, it doesn't matter if it's a hockey or, or or different job, but you're working with people, right? And and people are different. You know, so. Um, you know, you, you need to have that uh, understanding of uh, of human being. You know, and I, I always say, you, uh, you know, when you when when you work with, uh, like within the hockey team, um, yeah, you have you have twenty two. Let's say you have twenty two two hockey players, twenty five hockey players, but uh, I, I'm I'm saying you have fifty, right? Because uh, you know, you, you have that physical part, which everybody is different, and then you have that uh, mental part. You know, the character yeah each person is different right so um you know that's that's kind of like what i uh, what i learned when i when i went to switzerland you know like uh just uh just to handle people differently right how was it uh so how was it different i guess i would say compared to germany like how was the the mentality of the players and maybe the the physical like you know part of it as well 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, when when I when I came to to Rappers Will, um, you know, um, they just got promoted from the second league to the top league. Um, so basically, we uh, we kept more or less the same team, you know, from that uh, um, from 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 the team uh, um, which played in the second league before the year before. But um, um, again, um, yeah, Swiss uh, Swiss players are really really skilled, right? Like most of them are really really skilled. You know, um, they uh, my in in my opinion, that you, you cannot apply the same um, same approach as in Germany. Um, in Germany, it was more structured, you know, and in Switzerland, it's more they need they need a little bit of uh, freedom i would say you know like in in the game you know like uh um you, you cannot you cannot apply that much pressure um you know uh, like system wise of course you need a system no, no question about that but uh yeah there uh, um yeah the hockey the hockey in there is is way different it's fun to watch like uh, as you know too uh i mean you've been in touch with swiss hockey for for a long time you know like it's a it's an exciting game you know there's uh there's a lot of uh going on you know uh in one shift up and down hockey you know scoring chances um a really excited hockey to watch definitely and after so after your experience in, in switzerland you become a head coach. So you go to Slovakia for two years and then in Germany where we ended up meeting. But my question is, after that year in 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 Rappi, did you feel, you know, the past four or five years had kind of prepared you to the point where, hey, I'm ready to to be that that head guy. I'm ready to be the one in control and, and be ultimately a head coach? Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, it's it's hard to say but in my case um i think it was the timing was perfect you know the timing was perfect uh, i uh, i had um at the time uh, enough experience you know seen seen a different different kind of hockey as i said different different uh personalities different hockey players you know um worked for three different organizations you know um so I, I think in in my case at the time it was uh, it was the, the the right step to do you know but uh, I mean it's it's for everybody it's different right you know like sometimes you're gonna get a chance uh, to be a head coach uh, you know and um, you need to just take take the opportunity you know um, so for everybody it's different but uh, yeah uh, as you mentioned you know for me after whatever it was five five and a half years you know and uh, and having the different uh, um, um, experiences uh it was a, it, it was a perfect perfect time for me yeah and then you know in Slovakia coaching Slovan Bratislava which was my now we go back in my youth times you know there was there was the team when, when I signed my fir- first pro contract you know so that was kind of cool you know my hometown Bratislava um, yeah it was a uh, it was a, it was another good experience, you know, I had in my uh, in my career. Yeah, I was just quickly doing. So the first year you went to Slovakia, I believe, was the first Corona year. So I don't believe there was uh, there was playoffs in 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 yeah. Nietzsche, in Nietzsche there. But uh, yeah. you know, I would say just you know quickly going over your 
the, the the next two years as a head coach. I mean, you go to the semifinals with with Bratislava, and then obviously the next year when you transition to to Krimichau in Germany, we that's where we ended up meeting together or meeting each other and working together. You know, from what I saw that year, especially like you were able to to kind of in install a mindset there um tr- you know almost change the culture there because at the time they they had always been a team just kind of happy to be in the league you know that was how they were when i played against them and stuff like that and, and you really installed mentally in those players and in that organization as you know that's not good enough like let's try to do something here let's try to be the best that we can be and that year we ended up finishing sixth place which i think is the best they've ever they've ever finished um when you look back on, on, on that year, especially like, do you, does it give you like a sense of pride and kind of like, Hey, I know what I'm doing here because you were able to take a team. I guarantee you, sir, that season, no one would bet money. Krimichau would have finished top six. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, to like w- 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 when we compare to, uh, you know, the two different, uh, seasons in, in Slovakia with Sloan, when we, uh, we went to semifinals and actually I still believe we should win that series in the, in the semifinals. Um, um, but, um, uh, yeah, that, that team was built like in the, in the last second, right? Like it was, uh, you know, like there was new ownership coming in, um, you know, like in, I think it was end of July, beginning of August, you know, no players signed, you know, so we kind of, you know, put the team together and, uh, you know, uh, like the team was forming during the season and, uh, um, and like I said, in the end of the day, uh, you know, we had two guys uh, who got who got hurt. Also, you know, important guys, top six forwards. You know, and then in the end of the day, um, you know, we lost uh, we lost the series. I believe four one. But uh, you know, like two two of the games we lost in the overtime, uh, really tight series. You know, and then then comparing to Krimicha, it was it was a, a again a different different situation. Um, and uh yeah I, I i strongly believe uh that the differences in between the teams um you know are not that big that if you go um in there and if you can um you know pull the guys on your side and and, and make them believe that uh they they can make it happen that actually in the end of the day um you know you you, you might you might end up as a big surprise or whatever it is you know of course um you you have always in every league you have uh, you have a top teams you know they have the top quality the biggest budgets it's hard to compete with them you know then in the end of the season um uh, when the playoff starts but um you know it's a it, it it's a the season it's a it, it's a long marathon right and um you know um if you if you can get the guys you know um, you know together and, and pull on the same side of the rope and 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 believing in it you know and and of course uh, you as a coaching staff uh, need to lead the way right and that's that's what I I, I believe we did uh, you know in Kermichau. Um and also we had a good good group of guys we had a really good outstanding goalie which you need as always you know um so no there was a there was a really uh really good uh experience and confirmation of uh, of the thoughts you have as a coach on your way you know yeah no i 
as as you said, I think especially in the Dell too, you know, you have your top teams, a lot of money, um, but the difference itself, I think, you know, we we proved and we found a way to to show to people that yeah, we might have the biggest budget, but you know, we can play the right way, and ultimately, it's going to lead to to success, with, which they ended up having. Um, so now to kind of a couple more questions here until until we're done here, but I want to just kind of transition back and forth between a couple of random things. Firstly, can you just talk talk to me, talk to the audience here about your love for tennis? Like I have never seen <laughs> a guy want to play tennis so much in in uh, his life, and I am so thankful that I said no the day you asked me. Well, I mean, you know, uh, I. <laughs> Yeah, um, wh- when I was young, you know, uh, now we go back in my my uh, young age, uh, you know, that's what we uh, used to do in summer, right? I play lots of tennis, you know, soccer, tennis, you know, and then um, when I when I starting uh, playing pro, there was no not so much time, you know, and uh, I, I came to Germany, and obviously there was no golfing before, you know, and uh, so uh, I started golfing here in Germany, uh, no time for tennis at all. Um, you know, and then, then I had to stop uh, playing golf because, uh, you know, settled down family, two kids, so no time for golfing. Uh, so I got back to tennis and now I'm full into it again. Right. Um, I, uh, I re- I really enjoyed play soccer also, you know, there was my kind of like, uh, um, you know, uh, two or three years, three years ago, I had to stop playing soccer because of my knee. And, and uh, you know, I like I said, I got full into tennis, and I just love it. It's uh, you know, I, I can spend the whole day on the, on the tennis court, and it's it's family friendly too. You bring your family over, you know, they're having good times. They play a little bit tennis, hit the ball, you know. So uh, that's why uh, why I end up uh, playing tennis again. Yeah, and uh, from what I've heard, there's been some very very good battles the past couple of years. And again, I am so thankful I denied your request the one day. But uh you you briefly brought up, you know, you're you're obviously uh you know a father now, you're married. Uh, I got two kids, both of them who are, you know, into sports as well, especially hockey. I, I wanted to ask, is it cool for you to kind of be on the other side of it now? You know, your dad obviously your parents would have went through it with you growing up now you're going through it with uh your kids is, is that just something you know every day taking them to the rink watching them on the ice kind of brings you some joy oh yeah 100 100 every every time i have a chance uh you know to go to go on the ice with them or just uh, just be at the games you know like uh yeah that's uh hey man that's 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 the best time right or if we if we just go uh, we just went today, uh, you know, uh, play a little bit soccer, kick the ball around, you know, like that's, uh, you know, that's what the, that's what life is about, you know, like having a good time with your, with your family, with the kids, you know, and uh, yeah, obviously uh, that, that makes me uh, happy, you know, to see them to, yeah, to be healthy, you know, and, uh, and having fun, uh, you know, playing different sports and especially hockey, you know, it's, uh, yeah. That's that's been fun lately. That's awesome uh, to hear. Now, looking back on your whole career, both uh, you know coaching and playing. The uh, first question I have is: Has there been any like adversities that you specifically have gone have gone through yourself, and you kind of overcame to to get to where you were or are? 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Uh, you know, uh, like I said early, um, you know, like it was uh, when I signed signed the first contract. You know, I was I was the youngest uh, the youngest uh, player on the on the on, on the team. You know, and you know the times were different. At, you know, at that age, and uh, you know, um, and then then obviously I got the two massive or or yeah, big injuries you know major injuries my shoulders uh within within one year left and right you know having surgeries and uh you know almost quitting hockey um you know and uh but as we talk as we talked before you know like it's uh my you know it's it doesn't matter if it's hockey or, or sport or life um i i believe you need to have that the or overcome the adversity to 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 become if it's a better player better person you know whatever it's in life but um you know if you if you need to work hard for it you know um then you know you you need to deserve you need to deserve uh, certain things uh in life and uh i i truly believe uh that uh, whatever it is uh doesn't 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 come just uh, by itself but you, you need to you need to work for it hard and you need to deserve it you know and uh and even if you you know if you set your goals uh really high and you don't you don't uh, achieve them but uh in the end of the day when you when you when you then you know uh, sit down and say um i did everything that that was really um you know in my will in my power um then then you can be happy with yourself Couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, definitely 100% agree with that. That's something that I believe in as well. Um, hopefully a lot of other people, as you said, whether it's sports or just in life, believe that too, because I said it before too. Good things happen to good people. Hard work you know, normally pays off and you get rewarded for that. Um, two more questions here. So second last one I wanted to ask, when you look back at your career, I think I know the answer to this, but do you like when you look back on it, did you ever, you know, think you would have the career that you had? I, I know you briefly talked about at one point you wanted to quit and go study and go get a psychology degree, I believe it was. But when you look back on everything, you know, given where you are now, like, does it kind of like, you know, surprise you got to where you were or you kind of look back and you're, no, I could see this is how I saw it happening. No, hundred percent not. Hundred percent not. And I hope you you had the same answer, right? <laughs> no, uh no, hundred percent not. And that's uh that's the beauty of your life, right? Like if you you would know uh you know back back in there when you were young, like this is this is how it's gonna look, you know, in the end of the in the end of the day or your career or whatever it is, you know. I think that's the beauty of life. Like uh, you don't know what's gonna happen, you know. Like uh, you know, like of course you can you can have your uh, you know stable life, you know, and all that. But in in, in sport, in sport, I uh, there 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 are so many surprises, you know. If it's a if it's a game, if it's a season, if it's a series, you know, uh, whatever it is, and there are so many factors, right? Like uh, you know how uh, how the team's gonna come together, you know, the injuries, you know, and, and so many. If if, if the corona is gonna show up, you you never know, right? Like it's. Uh, um, like so many, uh, um, yeah, so many little things that that influence your your career, right, and and your life actually in, in the end of the day, right. So uh, yeah, the 
you know, you, I, I definitely didn't didn't see the uh, you know the path uh, uh, you know uh, bring me to this point, but uh, you know uh, at the same time uh, it's um, um, that's that's the beauty of it you know like you need to you need to enjoy every day you know even if you don't have the best day in your life you know but it's still uh, it's still out there and. Uh, there is a, there is also a reason why you don't have a, a really good day, right? So, um, you know, you just need to over, over, overcome it and just move forward. You know, the next one is coming. Yep, that's that's very true. Last one here. Um, obviously, taking up uh, enough of your time tonight, as you said, it is later in Germany. But I like to ask everyone who's on the uh, the podcast this just to kind of end it. Um, when you Look back on your younger self, so 16, 17, 18 years old. What is one piece of advice or maybe a couple pieces of advice you would give yourself and for maybe the younger generation listening who see themselves or dream of one day playing pro at a, at a high level for a long time and then also getting into coaching? Yeah, I mean, to be a player... Um... At a young young age, I think, um, yeah, w- w- one of the the biggest the biggest uh, parts is um, you know just to just uh, we, we talk about it so many times just to work hard, compete day in day out, you know, play with passion, you know, have that passion, that desire, you know, that fire in yourself, uh, you know, to be better every day. Um, I think that's the that's the most important thing. Like you know, you, you need to you just need to love to do what you do, right? And I think that's the that's the biggest uh, you know a part uh, of being uh, successful. You know, like you like I said, you're not gonna have a every day is not gonna be the the greatest day in your life. Um, but uh, whatever you do uh, out there, you know, just just do it with a passion, do it with a love, you know, and then. Uh, you know, um, then, then you're going to find a way, um, you know, to be successful because, um, yeah, that, that's the other thing. Like, um, you know, uh, what does it mean to be successful? Right. Um, you know, getting, getting better every day, right. Getting better every day and whatever, whatever in the end of the day, uh, you're going to, you're going to end up at, you know, uh, you, we, we don't know, we don't know, but if you, if you give, uh, everything you got, you know, and then you, you do it with a passion and love, or, you know, then you're, on, you, you're on a pretty good, uh, pretty good path, I would say. Uh, yeah. And that's the, one of the reasons why I like doing this kind of podcast is, you know, you have multiple people on with different experiences. Like you yourself, you were able to play in the top league in Germany. Um, other people I've had on, you know, they played college hockey and played one year pro and that was it. They went in another direction. And like you said, the definition of success is different from person to person. But I also believe, you know, if you're someone that worked hard every day, didn't view hockey at any level as a job, it's a passion that you probably would get the most out of it. And it doesn't mean the most out of it doesn't mean the most money um, play for 20 years. It just means you can look back and be like, hey, that was a great time. I really gave it my all and I did my best. And I think sometimes that's forgotten. I think sometimes people measure success by how much money I've made this year, what level I play. Um, and I think that's unfortunately uh, not the way to go about in life. No, 100%, 100%. And yeah, 
well, like you mentioned, like it's unfortunate that uh, you know it's it's a time uh, you know we are we are going through. Um, you know, uh, I I always break it down to the values, right? What values uh, you know you're uh, you're in for, you know, and uh, that's uh, you know um, like w- when you grow up, you know, there there are the three major surroundings, right? It's your it's your family, you know, when you grow up. Um, then it's the school, and if you play hockey, it's the you know the, the surrounding and around that club or in the team you are in, you know, and and that kind of mold you you know uh, in a person they, you become then uh, you know when you, later on when you when you grow you know and um, yeah it's uh, you know there, there there are so many topics you know and so many so many things that influence as a, as a person in your way either it's if you're a hockey player or if you're you whatever you are like as a as a, as a sportsman right but uh, um yeah no it's been uh, it's been like i said like I, I i love my job there there are so many jobs in hockey you know um you know it's uh it's always uh, i believe you need to be wide open you know, before anything, you, you don't know what's coming, you know, and, uh, yeah, to have that, uh, as we talk uh, uh, early on, you know, to have that, that wide base. So you are not, uh, you know, you're, you're not too picky. Of course, you need to be there, um, the right place for you. You need to, you know, you need to be uh, kind of like in peace when you, when you're taking the job, you know, and, uh, and then, uh, yeah, just just go in there and do it with pa- passion, right? Passion is all. Um, yeah. So, Marion, I appreciate you uh, taking the time out of uh, out of your life to to come on here. I think we've been going for about an hour or so here, but uh, I really do believe that you know you gave some of definitely insightful stuff tonight. Uh, the way you think about the game, the way you approached it how you develop the way you you coach today i think everything you've talked about today is very beneficial for everyone to hear and hopefully as we talked about they can especially with the passion part the level of success hopefully they can take that in mind and you know create uh, a plan for them to see how far it can take them you know and to know that just measuring success is different and everyone should have their own individual goals it shouldn't be just a standard goal of make the nhl that's great to have that but that should be the ultimate goal there should be other goals along the way see how many of those you can check off but again my friend thank you for taking the time and uh yeah hopefully uh we'll see you soon in in germany yeah no um thanks for having me uh really good thing you you got the uh Get there going on you know i really appreciate it that you gave me a chance uh we could have a good talk in here and uh yeah hopefully uh you know uh people uh out there can uh can make their own opinions on it and take uh take out or whatever is best for them and uh yeah hockey uh i think we didn't mention hockey is fun right hockey is fun that's that's the game that's why we're doing it it is very fun and sometimes that's forgotten but uh always keep in mind fun first uh so for those listening thanks again and until next week cheers and ciao